0: morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you listening wherever you are. Welcome back to the Bucket Seat Podcast. I'm back with a solo episode doing something of a review. I'm not going to call myself a journalist because I'm certainly not. So instead of the traditional review, I'm simply going to give my impressions of an experience. This experience is a Glacier White 2017 Jaguar F-Pace R Sport. Jaguar's first SUV and a machine I've been eyeing since its release in the spring of 2016. So since its release, it's been turning heads all over the world. Awards, reviews, press, everywhere. For me, this happened quite literally. Wherever I went in my white F-Pace R-Type, heads turned to follow me down the street. I'd normally caveat that with some reference to color trim or a noxious exhaust note, but in this case, I can't. The F-Pace simply has a quality about it, that has heads on a swivel. I know it's partly because it's the new kid on the block, especially when it comes to the luxury SUVs, and for an automaker that hasn't ever made an SUV before, the shiny Jaguar adorning the honeycomb grille is certainly a new sight, even for the well acquainted eyes of the Yorkville crowd in Toronto. I'd taken it there as a bit of a test. I wanted to know if anyone would notice a fairly unassuming color combination of white, on equally unassuming graphite 20-inch wheels. Gone are the days of 20-inch wheels being attention-getters, obviously. So the result was staggering. I circled the block three times midday on a very busy Thursday afternoon and might as well have been driving a fluorescent pink Aston Martin Vanquish Zagato. Honestly, there were people missing their step from the sidewalk to street level and almost falling into the roadway. It was astonishing, and it felt kind of special. Sounds awful, but it's true. So from my first hours with the F-Pace to the next day, I still didn't believe the hype. To me, and to what I feel are well-tuned automotive instincts, the F-Pace didn't have me aghast, and I wanted it to. So I pour over the vehicle, top to bottom, interior to exterior, foot to the floor, wheel lock to lock, all the tech goodies in full effect, and the stereo to 11. I wanted it to shock me into lust, and it just didn't do it. I'd say I was disappointed, but that isn't the right word. I was just baffled. Why didn't I love this vehicle the way I thought I would? Well, the answer, my friends, is seat time. It seems pretty obvious, but this is really the case. The early remarks that I made came from a mere two days with the vehicle. And as with any long-term commitment, or in most vehicle cases, a few years, you need to put in time to know if the glitz and glamour of a high-powered beast or technological wonder is all it's cracked up to being. The end result of daily duty in the F-Pace is one of appreciation, respect, and desire, which I think stacks up to the sophisticated allure of Jaguar as a luxury brand at its core. I needed time to have both child seats firmly in place in the reasonably sized rear, daily commuting duty back and forth to my office in gridlock traffic, and an early weekend morning cars and coffee event with my three-year-old son to know that a very capable and spirited beast lurked under the long hood of the F-Pace. In the city, you'd almost never know there was a sultry beast waiting to have its six-piston legs stretched first thing in the morning. And don't forget the 380-watt meridian sound system. You have to give it a go. It was excellent. So after spending only a few days in the F-Pace, I really started to fall in love. The boy racer in me knew there was ample horsepower to do whatever highway and light-to-light duty was needed of my ego, yet the father in me felt safe, comfortable, and extremely satisfied while planted in the welcoming leather cabin. The whole experience was a welcome glimpse into what it could be like for those fortunate enough to afford the $65,000 price tag. Now that said, the unit I was driving was extremely well equipped, with almost $9,000 in additional equipment. It had what I feel is the obligatory pack, when it's available available the Black Pack. It blacks out the mesh in the grille and the vents and around the lower body side cladding and gives the F-Pace the subtle cues that are appreciated more and more as you get out, walk away, and look back. Next up, the Driver's Assistance Pack, which basically gives you cameras everywhere and sensors on top of those cameras. For me, it's not essential, but it is nice to have in a vehicle the size of the Jag. It admittedly does have a few shortcomings in terms of your overall visibility out of the back, but all of the aids make up for that in spades. It keeps you safe and sound. So lastly, it was equipped with the luxury interior package. This is where I think I'd hold off on checking boxes if it were my own money, but if you have the extra 3K, it does finish the vehicle nicely. So, cooled glove box, check. Purple and blue interior mood lighting to go along with the Jag brand identity check. Illuminated tread plates, check. Suede headliner, check. And premium carpet, of course, check. So with all of that said, I want one. Even one of the early ones. Hell, give it to me in a diesel or the two liter. I'll take one of these any way it comes. Well, I guess as long as it's a three liter R Sport in black on black. I really love them. I've seen so many of them since I started driving this thing. So to top it off, you know that it's really, really good. When your three-year-old son, who likes cars but doesn't love cars, he gets in, looks up, smiles, and says, Dad, where'd you get this cool car? Zero prompting, I swear that's the truth. So that's the end of this kind of impression on driving and this impression on my time in the vehicle. Um, And I'm going to end off with three quick pros and cons. So I start with the cons. So you could go unnoticed in it uh, once enough of them are on the road, but I think that's where the right color combination and trim can really keep things lively for most owners. Like I said, that black on black trim, the R-Sport, the S, they all really have, uh, they they have a lot of different trim designations. So I think that's where most people are going to find some individuality, I guess, in each of these. Number two is interior mood lighting. I know it's in keeping with Jag's whole brand, but the purple and blue are just a bit over the top for me personally. Number three is rear cargo space. It's honestly really, really good, but because of those sexy hips, it does impede a bit on the cargo capacity in the rear, or at least what you would expect the cargo capacity to be of a vehicle that size. So it still easily fit my stroller. So check marks all around on that front, even though it is a con. Um, pros. So daily drivability is a major high. It doesn't scream off the charts in any one particular area, but it's really, really well rounded. Number two is ultimate family driving machine credibility. So this is something that is near and dear to my heart, and it's pretty badass having a Jag SUV, and although the Allure will probably wear off as it ages or there's more of them on the road, there's certainly an appeal to having the latest and greatest in growling beasts to transport your little ones. Um, For me, I absolutely love that. And power. Although it's not obnoxious, there's plenty of it in a very reasonable way. So that's it. I'm going to intersperse some of my regular interviews with my own versions of these reviews, so stay tuned for what's next. Um, lastly, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate everyone tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Engine, whatever podcatcher you're using and wherever you're listening. And if you could, do me a huge favor, rate and review the show as well. They all make a huge difference. Um, and lastly, if you have any questions or you have any episode suggestions, email me at trevor at thebucketseat.ca and also follow us on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter at The Bucket Seat. So thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Trevor Byrne. This has been The Bucket Seat Podcast. Cheers and good night.